straight, no chaser. What's up? Um, this is Straight No Chaser, the podcast. We are doing episode four, I believe this is. And yeah, you back, and we're it's back, good. and we're ready to make this happen. What's up? Is this episode three? Technically, yeah. it's four, but this is the third one that we recorded, so this is technically three. There you go. Don't say four. People go look for four. We only got three out there. There's a guest, ep- a ghost episode somewhere out there anyway. So we back again for some more chopping it up discussions talk, whatever you want to say. And we want to make sure that everybody knows where we're located so that you can subscribe to us and tell your friends about us. It's straight with an eight, no chaser. We're on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, various other platforms. So go out there, take a look at and uh, let people know. And again, subscribe to it. So straight, no chaser with an eight, the number eight, no chaser. Anyway, my name is John. Um, I'm not the MC or the host. I just from the person that talks the most, supposedly. So that's kind of my role here a little bit. But we got three other people, and we all gonna kind of throw our little ideas out there. So uh, I guess Rasheen, you introduce yourself too. But you can see our names down at like the bottom of the little screen. Here. It, people, it, people listen. listening too, man. They can't right. see us. That's right. That's right. That's right. People are listening too. You're right. And that's like point two font. You, ain't no one can see that on a, on a, on a, on a camera on a computer screen. Um, that's why people need LASIK. Yeah. <laughs> LASIK might help. All right. With that said, uh, my name is Rashim. Um, hey y'all. Uh, that's all I can. That's all I got for you. Hey y'all. Throw it up. Big ox. <laughs> Next. Going on, people. No, no, hold up. What you sipping on? Y'all gotta say what y'all sipping on. Too. Oh, oh, I forgot. I am. This is straight, no chaser. I, since it is straight, no chaser, I am drinking Uncle Nearest Black Owned Black Man's Recipe. Have you always drunk that on every one of the episodes so far? On every single one. So this is your new drink, basically. This is my new thing. This mm. is my new thing. Love it to death. Nice. All What's right. going on, people? It's your boy Ox Neil. It's hot. I can't do the liquor today. That sun beat me today, so I'm sipping on my little kombuchas. Anybody that knows me, I love these kombucha <laughs> energy drinks, man. When you get to a certain age, dog, <laughs> liquor at 10 o'clock or 88 degrees. Talk about it. Talk it's about it. the move, yo. Word up. So these little kombuchas right here, I'm good tonight, baby. What actually is in kombucha? Does anybody know? He don't know either. <laughs> you, I, I, I'm being very serious. It's healthy, and I like it. I'm pass it off to yeah. my man, KG. Bottom line. I've answered that question. Is no, he has no idea. <laughs> supposed to be some probiotic stuff in there, too. Get your stomach out. Right. Man. Um, KG, Keltrick, what's up to the people? I'm sipping on some 1942 tequila. And uh, we're going to do it all right. There you go. I'm actually drinking ice cold water because similar to Neil, it's Friday night. I'd be asleep. 
It's, I mean, it is what it is. See, you can tell the ones who married and the ones who not. Right. This you know, is. I think they forget, fam. Back in the days, we used to hold it down on the liquor. We old with it right now, so we good. I see no point in just sitting around drinking at the house, but if we was at a bar, I would definitely get like a social drink. I'm gonna have to try that uh, Uncle Nearest out. I, I wanna like support more black old stuff. Need more intentional with my little dollars and everything. Speaking of, so and now we gotta get back. What's up? And it's good. And there's also that, that's, that's very important. I'm gonna have to look up what's in kombucha too. But all right, so we got some things to go through. We only got a few minutes to actually do it. Um, What's up with, with COVID? Are y'all ready for things to kind of reopen? How do we feel about things now? Going into the ninth week of quarantine, this, this is a long-ass time. I'm and where, where we at with it? I'm good with it. I'm ready for it to last longer. I just heard that Governor Hogan was trying to open up Maryland. I wasn't ready for that right there. Because D.C. DC and Virginia are still under lockdown. So if you open up Maryland, that means everybody from D.C. and Virginia going to flood up into Maryland, and then you're going to see another outbreak again. So I'm chilling. I'll wait. I'm good for another two, three weeks. I'm good. Maybe four weeks. I'm good. I'm with that. I mean, I feel like it's a win-win situation. Like, they should open up everything. Everybody that wants to hurry up and get out there and run out there and go to the beach and go to the bars and blah, 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 let them do it. And then if a whole bunch more people get sick in two weeks, then we know. But if there's not that same kind of spike in the deaths and the infections and whatever, whatever, then everybody else who did not do that can kind of start, you know, going back to the regular normal kind of uh, interaction and whatnot like that. It's a win-win. If people want to isolate and take all the precautions, they should. But if other people are ready to get out and, you know, carry on with their life, then let them do it. I feel like everybody so should to take that chance and say open up everything and then a whole rack of people. It spikes and even doubles what it was before. Nobody can deny that's definitely a possibility. But I'm saying for the regular person, if I was a governor, I'd be terrified. If I was a mayor, I'd be terrified. If I'm just a regular person, I'm not going out. But by all means, I, like I was saying earlier, um, I read somewhere that Ocean City got 100% like occupancy rate. I'm ready to start looking up hotels, personally. I'm ready to start getting back on airplanes. I want my life back. So if they're willing to like be the guinea pigs, let them people do it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm not with that. Because you're talking about them guinea pigging, that, that's going to make its way into someone else's household who wasn't a guinea pig. Exactly. You follow me? You know what I'm saying? If, if I'm out there, you know, frolicking on the beach, hopping on a plane, flying all over the country, and then I come in contact with something, I may bring they They keep talking about how um, ASIC symptomatic people can still spread this. Mm -hmm. So they're like, oh, take your safety precautions, have PPE, check temperatures on their way in, see if they got any symptoms. Mm -hmm. Well, what if you got someone who's asymptomatic and they go on out there and they spread something? Because they what say- What does asymptomatic mean? It means you have it, but you don't have any symptoms. Gotcha. No fever, no coughing, mm -hmm. none of that. And so, you, still, you still got it and you spreading it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, when you open it up, like, I understand, Larry Hogan, he's about that money. Like, he, he's opening up in time, just in time for beach season. Well, you know what he's doing. Yeah. That's, the same, that's the same reason why he, he clipped uh, um, school and won't lose, he, he, he got the law passed so school won't open um, before Labor Day. 
Yeah. Because he wants to extend vacation time. He wants to make money. He know what he's doing. Right? I mean, he was doing good in the beginning when he was when he was checking Trump. But now he's like, eh, let me get the money. So no, I'm not with it. I'm not. I with don't. It. I don't think. I don't think it's. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about this before the show started, but the budgetary shortfalls that I think that is really guiding a lot of the decisions that a lot of these mayors, governors are making at this point. Mm-hmm. Again, California had to borrow money from the feds to make their payments mm-hmm. for unemployment. Illinois tried to borrow money and they got denied because they've already, they're already significantly in debt with their pension payments, et cetera. Right. If, if you really want to get down to it, every state is going to have a budgetary shortfall. I think there's only like one or two that had like surpluses and that's going to be eaten up. So they, they kind of have to open. I mean, you're going to have layoffs of teachers, layoffs of right. officers, all the essential employees to some extent, they're going to be impacted. So it's not like the upfront people that already took the hit, like people in retail, people in restaurants, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. It's still a wave. Like this, the wave ain't over. So I don't, I don't want people to get too excited, but your original question is, should they open up? Yes, I agree with you. Like whoever wants to go out, do it, you know, have fun. Um, if you want to be, take precautions, take precautions, but it's, this is by right. no means, you know, this is probably the end of the beginning. Definitely not the beginning, in, in, like the end of it. Like we are still in this way. We, we at the beginning. My thing is, what will the end result be? Sooner or later, everything got to reopen. Maybe it's going to look different, but sooner or later, everything has to reopen. People got to go back to work and blase skippy. And what can that possibly look like or be? Everything is different, right? So every, so, you know, I had a call today at work and we were talking about um, what different people are saying. So the mayor of Las Vegas was saying she wanted her city to be like the guinea pig to, for like the placebo and everything else, but open up everything, yeah, right? The, the point that was presented, which I thought was interesting to kind of share was they agree with that person's perspective as a, as a politician. My job is not to, to keep everybody, well, let me, let me, I'm paraphrasing, but essentially the, it's the business's responsibility to make their environment safe, like mm-hmm. to make it comfortable for somebody to go shop, spend money, do whatever, not right. mine as the mayor. Um, my job is to keep the people safe. And that's not by telling them that to go out to the businesses. Like, for example, there's, there's, there may be a nightclub that you may choose as a consumer not to go to because you don't feel it's safe, you don't like the environment, et cetera. They may, they may allow smoking and you don't want smoke to be in your clothes, for example. Right. You, you as a person say, I'm not going to go there. But if somebody wanted to go there, they would. And that's the argument for, for her thought process. Now, I don't necessarily right. agree with it, but I understand it to an extent. Like, I understand both sides of it, man. It's, it's really difficult to be in the middle of it. Um, but one thing we didn't, you didn't ask that I thought was interesting around the COVID piece is now they're saying there's this new thing going on in children. Mm-hmm. Where, um, they think it's COVID related. Yeah. And, you know, that's going to make people think differently and act differently too. See, and that's, that's, what's, that's what's driving my whole thing about this, whether or not folks should be out there. Like I said a long time ago that you know, it's going to take a minute before it runs through America. And it's going to be a lot of damage because America isn't like one of those countries over, you know, totalitarianism, dictatorship. 
y'all need to go home, stay home, or you're going you gonna to get shot in the street. We're not one of those countries. We're spoiled. We're Americans. Hey, you can't, you right. can't tell me where I can't go, can't tell me what I can't do. And as a result, I'm sick and tired of this. I need a haircut. I'm a protest because I need a haircut. But, but it ain't good for Kaepernick to protest because black men been shot down in the street. Well, the, the thing that's killing me, though, is this is a disease that no one has a handle on yet. Like, until you get a handle on it, I mean, science is science, and we are biology. It's mm-hmm. going to run through human beings. Like, mm-hmm. just today, they was talking about how even, even in Wuhan, now they want they, they to ch- test all 11 million citizens because now, the, after, you know, the epicenter it blew up, calm down, they flatten the curve. Now all of a sudden they're testing folk and they got 11 new cases. So now like, oh my God, we, we, got, we got to test more people. Like, like it was unexpected to have new cases. People think right. this thing is going to run its course and disappear. It will not disappear so long as there's a host. We are a host. That virus ain't going nowhere. So this whole thing about, about what? And so we're going we gonna to reopen America dummy trump talking about if you don't test people then you have no cases what type of foolishness is that he said no i don't think we need to test because if you test people you find cases what type of stupidness you 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 don't find cases the cases are already there so if we reopen this is about something that cage said and i don't want to go um um, overlook it's about money it's about right now you got 36 million unemployed people like filed for unemployment Right. Does the government have enough to sustain unemployment checks for 36 million people? The, the, the amount has gone up and the length of time that they're going to receive the checks has been extended. Government don't got that money. So they're like, you got to reopen. We got to reopen nope. because those unemployed people got to go back to work. Once they say the job is open and if mm-hmm. you choose to stay on unemployment and not take your job, they can cut you off unemployment. Quick. Like when your job come back, yeah. you got to go. It's about that right. money, and they're willing to let people die over money. That's why I'm not rocking with this whole. You should be able to go back if you want to go back. People going. That's die. what I'm saying. There's. What are you telling the 36 million people that don't have no damn money? Because you're right. They, they don't. Filed, they filed unemployment. They will have money, but they ain't getting a job. I know people that have gone nine weeks with no income, none. Husband, wife, neither one of them. Are they still and, alive. They still alive. Yes. Look at God. God is good. <laughs> hey, listen, man. I can't. I can't rock with that again. I'm on the fence, man. I got. I have people that work for me who have been furloughed. I have friends of mine who have been impacted. Like I was talking to the buddy man. He said he lost his dad and his granddad to COVID mm. in a matter of like two weeks. Um, so I, I can't. I can't sit up here and say we should. I'm not in a hurry to go back to work. I am excited to go back to work because we are reopening. Um, but it's, it's, I don't envy anybody that has to make these decisions, man, because these are very complicated decisions. People right. will lose their lives. And um, definitely, I don't think people want to, it's difficult to say that out loud and just, and just accept that as people going to die, man. But since the overwhelming majority of the, the cases, the disproportionate majority of the cases are black and brown people, and elderly black and brown people and elderly black and brown people but the point is they're not white right okay that's the point 
So is it white folk? I mean, that's just a question. Do you think white folk are just like, it ain't me? No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. because it's their grandmothers and their grandfathers. They don't want to sacrifice the old people, but they're like, it, this is the proverbial rock and hard place right now yeah. because they, it, it's 100% about the money. The powers that be are basically balancing out how much sickness and death can we actually tolerate and still have a viable economy. And I mean, we can make those kind of decisions for our little families, but if you're talking about huge metropolises, millions of people in the state and the city and whatnot like that, and you do have people that are struggling and wondering what's gonna happen in Blase Skippy, something's got to give. And I mean, nobody has a good pathway forward. And we've been talking about this for like 15 minutes. So real quickly, real quickly, the path forward issue is the path forward is lacking like a the president has not and his his, his government have not given the states yeah, he's, this is really showcasing his inability to lead anything. If there was a federal oversight program that 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 had any type of ownership, it would be a federally mandated like you know situation. However, what they've done is given every individual state the autonomy to do whatever the individual state wants to do. For example, mm -hmm. so like in Ohio, if you leave the state of Ohio and come back, you have to have a 14-day uh, a 14 day quarantine. You know what I mean? So like that's like if you go to Michigan and go right back across the line, you gotta stay right. someplace actually for 14 days. To go to Texas, you ain't gonna do that. Like if you're in Texas, you can go and come back as you if, as you please. But here's my thing. Who is gonna enforce you staying at your house for 14 days? Who's who's like is just expected for the people to be trustworthy and do it? I mean Maybe. It's going. It's going to hit rural America too. Like it's hitting the, the food, the, uh, the people who work in the plants. Oh, that's it's, everybody's going to get it. It may be. It may be on the system. It, so I, I seriously doubt they got you know uh, quarantine police out there. Uh, well, it is what it is. I mean, he's clear. He doesn't want to have a national um, uh, testing strategy. He doesn't even want to have a national vaccination strategy for when they when they do find a vaccine. How would you get that out to the people across the? He don't give. He don't care. I mean, we understand that Trump is basically the fact that it's scary. I feel like he's going to be reelected because um, he basically has got all the white people, and the few that he does not have, I don't think he's he'll be able to make it up for them with uh, Latinos and whatnot like that. That's a whole different topic. He's a moron. I don't think he's got all the white people. Not have any kind of you know future, but. It is I think he, he's going to lose Kentucky, I believe. Was it, is it Kentucky? Trump. I think one of them. One of them is up for grabs in the middle. Is it the Kentucky, Kansas? One of those. One of those states is up for grabs. I don't know about Kentucky. I, I, I may be mistaken, but they're they're trying to get the Secretary of State to run for a senator, um, in one of those states. And I can't remember which one it is, but he's he's saying no. McCall was in Kentucky. It's. Maybe it's Kansas. It's somewhere in the middle. I don't know. I don't remember which one it is specifically, but it's up for grabs. Like, there's a lot of places up for grabs. And I don't believe he has a strong chance of winning. I just think that <laughs> Joe Biden has to do more to distance himself mm -hmm. from him. And he hasn't done any. Like, you know, he, I don't know where Joe Biden is. It's up in his basement. Um, he Can has we get a gentleman's bet going right now? Five bucks. A, a dollar. Trump wins flat out. I say that. 
You said you General Pop and both, like the general and the. He's the president on November 9th. I'll take that president bet. You take, take that bet. We, we, what are we in for? A dollar? What, five, 10, 20? What are we talking about? First, you said five, then you said one. Which one you want to pick, man? We said Don't one. Don't hurt yourself, John. Five dollars. Five dollars. Very simple. I'm just writing it down so that you, um, internet, you heard this. Five dollars. And this is not me saying that I want Trump to be the president. I'm saying that America is going to elect Trump. Let's put it like that. Wow, you in the bet? I'm in it. I'm in it too. I, I, re- I already worked that strategy in my brain. It ain't gonna happen. But go ahead. But no. So all all three of y'all betting five dollars that Biden's gonna win. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm betting I'm Trump you. will not win. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, saying. I'm, not, I'm not saying Biden. 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 Okay. Trump will not be president. All we know. Simply Trump versus the field. It's either Trump or nothing. I'm saying Trump is going to win. Here we are. What day is this? May 15th. We're calling it right now. They say somebody else, not Trump. I'm saying Trump. Five bucks. Good. We're good to go. We all agree. Anyway. Okay, cool. Speaking of, Ra, you brought up, um, this is a semi, this is a very serious topic, but it's very difficult for me to be serious at all times. So we just got done with something serious. We're going to see how it goes. The police shooting. Did we talk about this last week? Armand Arbery. It's actually been Armand Arbery. Yep. The other dude that was on Facebook Live and why people get on Facebook Live in a police chase, I don't know. But then in Indianapolis. And then there was a third one that's a woman that's an EMT. In Kentucky. Mm-hmm. In Kentucky. So that's like three and a half couple weeks, Breonna Taylor. Hers is kind of the worst one, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. You sleeping in bed, and the cops, uh, um, they hit your door with a battering ram or whatever they do to knock knock in your door, and they don't announce themselves as police officers. Right. And your man, protecting the the domicile, grabs a weapon, grabs a firearm, and he, he shoots at the officers. He wounds I don't know how, however many he wounded. Right. And, 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 and Brianna takes bullets in the bed. You know what I'm saying? She Red Hampton style. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then, and then the boyfriend is being charged with uh, like aggravated assault or attempted murder. He's being charged. You know what I'm saying? Right. You came in my house. You didn't announce yourself. And I don't have a and right to grab a firearm. did not find anything. It, absolutely nothing. And I can't, I can't, messed up. See, in situations like that, that, I said the system ain't made for us, man. Like Rasheem said last week, when he was like, you know, when you see the police motto, protect and serve, who you protecting? Who you serving? You know? And I don't want to get on it. I don't want to get on the, on the cop saint, whatever, because there are a few good cops out there. I know some. All right. But, but when images like this are portrayed, how is society able to look at you in any positive light, you know, well, with all the stuff that's going on? Two things I would say, and it may not even be popular, but I don't care. You can't fall either side until you step away from it, until after it's over. If, if they believe that there's activity going on in the house, they got a no-knock warrant, they hit the crib, it was the wrong house. They, they wrong. I don't think the brothers should be charged for anything because they mucked up in the first place. For, for him, to your point, bro, he should be busting at somebody because I don't know what they, I'm assuming it's probably in the hood they think it's some drugs, stuff like that going on. He should bust at somebody growing right. up in his crib. They should pay for everything that's happened with her family, 
like you can't bring her back. I mean, that doesn't necessarily make it right, but both sides need to step away. They need to figure out what they went wrong and in, 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 in identifying that house or incorporating that house into the drug activity that they were supposed to be kind of looking into. Like, I don't, I don't think this has anything to do or has less to do with race per se than just them being allowed to make an error, them being allowed to make an error and have no consequences for it. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. At, at the moment you make an error, you are at fault. I agree with you. So it's not that you can't fault either side. You absolutely can fault one side. The side that knocked down the wrong door, the side that murdered a black woman in her sleep, and the side that's trying to prosecute a black man for protecting his, his, his home. That's all wrong. So in my, in my opinion, you can fault somebody. There is a side that can be fault. He's not going to get convicted. I don't believe he's going to get convicted. I'm hoping he doesn't. I'm hoping he doesn't. I'm so hoping he doesn't get convicted. In no. Kentucky? And then my thing is going to happen with them officers, though. That's, that's my thing. You just took a life. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to slap on the wrist. I don't want, oh, you can't be a police officer no more. I need something more than that. You just took, you just took Shorty's life. She ain't going to be around no more. Let me ask you a question. Do, do soldiers, do they go to jail if they kill the wrong person? Yes. Well, what if it's friendly fire and you kill someone who, who who's I'm who's asking John. I mean, John was in the military, so yeah. I mean, it um, depends. It's my understanding, like for, for friendly fire, you can definitely get into some trouble with the military. Like if it's an egregious case, you just simply fucked up and you laid fire down on the wrong people. Yeah, you go. That's your ass. And if you accidentally kill a civilian and it's found out, of course, they definitely go and try to nail you to the wall. But I mean. War is supposedly different than law enforcement. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think what the answer is, we have to make the pensions and the insurance and like bankrupt that whole system. Like you individual cop are responsible if you kill somebody by accident. You don't get to just kill somebody and be like, ah, well, you know, damn. Because they don't never seem to do this. They do kill white people, but they kill poor white people. They don't kill like well-off, kick-door, rich somebody, whatever, it seems like that just seems to never, ever happen. Um, and I'm sure that somebody can find an example of just that happening. And None some of the that. cases just be outlandish, like that female officer that killed old boy in his own apartment, where she claimed it was, she thought it was his, she thought it was her apartment, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was actually his own apartment. Like, come right. on, come on, man. Did she get off from that? Did she get, did no, she, 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 like, she, got like, she got like 10 years. And that still ain't enough. Blase, it's not enough. It's not, I mean, there's no amount of time, Blase Skippy, we ain't gonna answer that one here either, but it's fucked up that this keeps happening, internet. I don't know what this necessarily is the solution. In my opinion, you got to start making the individual cops uh, responsible for uh, then, the institution. And then I thought, oh, yes, about a, I thought about another segment since we all parents on that. We as parents, how would, uh, we're all educated and I know the professional answer, but just say in general, how do you raise your kids in a society where you see all black and brown people are getting executed by cops? How do you raise your kids properly to say respect the law and blah, 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 and, and things of that nature? Because it, it ain't like we telling our kids F the police because we're not raising them like that. But at the same token, it's like part of you wants to be like, man, listen, how would you how do you raise Jackson and Jillian, John? I mean, it's not just black people. It's not just brown people. 
They do kill white people. I mean, please, it's a majority, majority of us, though. It's a majority of us. It's the majority of black men specifically. I 100% agree with that. I mean, um, I have tried to raise mine to be very self-reliant. And, you know, the police are there to help you, basically. The vast majority of police, in my opinion, are, if not good, simply just regular old people trying to do a job and go home. Everybody agrees with that. They just want to go home at the end of their shift, just like anybody else. I get all that. Um, nine times out of 10, your interaction with a cop is going to be fairly straightforward. You did what you did or you didn't. You get your ticket, you move on. You're, they're not going to be involved with, you know, moving weight or killing nobody or whatever the case is. But things do happen. And when those things happen, you deserve to be respected just like anybody else. So they're going to be like, I talk to police. When I see the cops, I don't, you know, shy away from them or whatever. Let's go up. How you doing, Officer Blase Skippy? Me and Jackson was at this uh, basketball court up the street. Uh, park police, again, the park police are the worst. Park police rolled up was like, y'all got to go. Tell me why. Explain that to me, officer. Badge number and all this other good stuff. I mean, that's the- Was that's he rude the, to you or he was just saying you got to go? How was his approach? He was saying you got to go. And I mean, he didn't make them rules. He's just enforcing the rules. But I was just trying to model for my children. Like, you can interact with the cop. You don't have to be scared of him. He doesn't have to be scared of you. It has to be a two-way kind of street. That's just me, though. Ra, how do you feel about the police? <laughs> oh no, like, see, this is this is the um, what's the word? Transitions. The transition is going to be rough because if we was in a group, we could just be like, ah, oh, blase, skippy, whatever, and I'm, it would just flow. I'm just going to say there are plenty of examples where interactions between cops and people who look like us have been perfectly fine. Right. Plenty, plenty of examples are out there, and 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 not. To, to fault people for how they interact with cops, but we just have to be more on top of our game in terms of how we interact with cops. We don't got to challenge them. We don't got to mm-hmm. at them. We don't got to buck at them. We don't have to prove that we big man, a big, 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 big lady. We don't have to do any of that. We can give them the yes, no, maybe so. We can do all of that. Once again, you don't have to answer no questions either. You know, um, so if I had to raise, if I had to raise my children in terms of uh, of, uh, of interacting with cops, fully respectful. If the cop is on some BS and want to start something, it's going to happen. Mm. It's going to happen, and there is Go nothing talk. you can do as a, as an unarmed civilian that will stop that if that is what they're fixing to do. So a part of my uh, raising would be, unfortunately, take your lumps and call me immediately. You have mm. one job is to get, get home. home. And once and once I find out, I got resources, I got connections, I got a network, I got God on my side. You know what I'm saying? Like there are things I can lean on that I can start to fight and advocate on behalf of my family. I don't mm-hmm. want to advocate on behalf of a corpse. So if you happen to be swollen up, it is what it is. I will, I will advocate on behalf of your swollen eye, but I'm not going to advocate. Well, I cannot advocate on behalf of a, a corpse the way I could a living body. Um, that's just the way I say, just get your behind home. And then I set fire to him the next day. That's it. Mm. Talk. No, I mean, <laughs> I agree. 
Well, there you go. I guess that's okay. And then we got to touch on this one little thing as far as like the, the uh, current events. We got to talk about Boosie. Got to talk about Boosie. So, internet, if you don't know, Boosie Badass is a rapper. And is allegedly, I, I haven't seen the clips. I haven't, I haven't looked at his Instagram or whatever. Um, I got two points. It's basically, Boosie says that he paid for his son to lose his virginity. No, in no, some no. kind of way, shape, form, or fashion. No, no, tell I, right. I, I watched it. Okay. It. He said on the IG live, Instagram live, that he's raising his his sons up right. He said he got a, a grown woman to service his son mm. and his nephews, and she also serviced him too. And he was bragging about it saying that, you know, he's raising his boys right. Now, when you say he's, right, is that meaning not to be gay? I can't even, I don't know what that dude's thing That's what I read. He didn't want his son or his nephew to, to end up gay. So... I didn't hear that part. I'm just, I'm using, that's what he was saying. I'm raising him right. And the internet is conflating two different Boosie episodes because he also was the person that was uh, talking about D-Wade and his 12-year-old daughter... And that whole process. So yeah. you know, the internet kind of—he was—he uh, was, he was going against Dwayne Wade's uh, thought of giving his daughter, well, his son daughter, a sex change. And his whole premise was, yeah, at that age, your son doesn't even know what they want to eat. So how are you going to cut off his thing because he feels like he wants to be Ooh. a girl? Wait a minute—is he going out? I don't think they're doing that far. That, no, that's that—that was the whole premise. That's why he was so irate about it. He was like, you don't let your son have a sex change. But at the end of the day, that's not your child. So don't right. worry about it. Bottom line. That's time out. No, 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 no. Because if that's the case, you could say, why should I worry about him getting a grown woman to sexually assault his son? No, probably, I'm that. saying in the sense of, from the Boosie and the Dwayne Wayne perspective, if Dwayne Wade wants to give his child a sex change and his son feels like he identifies as a woman and blase blase who are we to criticize we could criticize from now until the end of time if that's the decision they gonna make that's what they're gonna do you missing i think you're missing a point it's not a day decision zaire i think that's his i think that's his son's name at this point she individually is going through this process in her own world her own life and she just happened to have the support of her parents right Mm -hmm. he made the decision to get an adult to suck off his son and be out with his son and have sex with his son and his nephew. Those are two totally different things. No, I get, okay, on that point, I get you. Do I think it's right? No, but we are not Boosie. So- I don't have to be Boosie, that's a crime. Okay, so let him get punished in his own right way. You know what I'm saying? Like if, I don't know, man, I think we pass judgment on shit. If we don't have nothing to do with us for real, for real, and it's not hurting I don't even want to say it's not hurting us because that sounds selfish. But let Boosie be accountable for his parental parental skills. If, a, if child protective agencies want to come and take his kids away because, yo, he's doing something foul, okay, cool, because I agree that's foul. But us condemning him, what's that going to do? We could talk bad about him all day. What's that, what's that really going to do? See, yeah. here's, here's my concern. Here's my concern. We have already, as a community, encouraged that type of BS. Like we've encouraged all types of uh, 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 negative parenting, negative mm. uh, uh, community development. Like we encourage that. No, no slight against hip hop and popular culture and music. I grew up in it. 
You know, I, I've emulated it. I've, you know, I've written about it. You know, we, I go to the movies. I do all, I see it. I, 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 I take that stuff in. But we encourage it and we throw dollars at it. But it's not okay to criticize it. I can make you rich for foolishness, but I can't criticize your foolishness. But maybe I, maybe I was saying it the wrong way. We can have our own personal opinion of whatever the situation is. But at the end of the day, Boosie, whoever, whatever, each one of us, whatever, we're going to do what we're going to do regardless, whether we, whether people tell us it's right, wrong, or whatever. I'm not condoning Boosie's situation at all. But, okay, don't support him anymore. Okay, he doesn't make another sale. We whatever the case may be, what's going to still stop him from doing what he feels he has to do? That's what I'm saying. What is it really going to do? So can I throw this out there as a... Um... Caveat. <laughs> A, a carrot? I wasn't using carrot. R. Kelly. He deserved oh, to be punished. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Come on, no, man. No, go for it. How's it different? How's it different? <laughs> Neil, Neil, I'm telling you, we, we will get boycotted. We will get boycotted. Don't do it. <laughs> no, go no, for it. I like, I, I, like, I like how we did that. I got you. I got you. So, because on that aspect, I, I, I see where you're going with it. Because on that aspect, I truly believe everybody that was associated with him and saw him doing that needed to control him to stop. But again, let's play the advocate for a second. If we were his boys, we're not. If we were his boys and we saw him doing what he did, we checked them on it, we called the police on it, we called the authorities on it, we said we didn't have, we didn't want to have anything to do with you any, and disassociated ourselves from it, right. that have really stopped anything. That's my point. You know what I'm saying? No, Neil. It, listen, I understand what you're saying, Neil. I, I hear what I, I hear what he's saying too. But the reality of it is, you need to whoop that person's ass if you need to. Again, and, okay. Can we keep it real? We're, we're, we're all on the same. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not negating anything that you're saying, KG. But I'm saying at the end of the day, we whoop Boosie's ass. He don't make no more record sales ever in his life. Whatever. Boosie's still gonna be Boosie. Mm-hmm. It, there's a, there's a, I think with R. Kelly, with Boosie, I don't think there were people that were telling or uh, have told him he shouldn't do that. An, ex an example that didn't hit me, but Boosie wore a Kappa jacket to Atlanta Hawks game. Yeah, mm -hmm. I saw that. And it was a big uproar big in the Greek community, mm -hmm. right? And you can see he ain't wearing one of them jokes. So, <laughs> and his answer, and his and his little side rebuttal to that was, hold up, hold up, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> he did that under the guise of he thought he was like you know a big deal, some love, etc. Somebody pulled him up to the side and was like, "Hey, seal that out," and he issued an apology. If people are seeing his negative behavior, no different than R. Kelly, and he get pulled up enough, I think. I mean, he has to be some level of rational thinker to, to make money in the genre that he does. He no. can be taught, like, hey, man, you stupid. You shouldn't be doing stuff like that. You shouldn't even be on live. The reality of it, I think the real issue is, I think people are giving him a pass because he did it to a son. If it was, if the sexes were different, if it was a mm -hmm. girl, and he got a dude to do that kind of shit. Of course. People would be in such an uproar, I-E-T-I, talking about he goes to the gynecologist with his daughter, to check her hymen and shit like that. Yeah. yeah, and he's talking about the sanctity of, of her, her body. Now, people are saying that's her body. She can do what she want. True. No. If she a kid, I disagree to some extent. 
you're a parent. Um, so I, I think I think a lot of people are giving him a pass because he did, you know, woman to a guy, and mm -hmm. you can be assaulted as yes. a male. I've been sexually assaulted as a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all or not, but mm -hmm. I, you 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 don't think anything of female to male. So you don't, you know, as a as a young kid when it was happening, I was like, you know, hey, you know, it's, it's whatever. But if you five, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know what the hell you should you should be doing stuff like mm -hmm. that, man. So. I think Boosie's a clown. I think people who endorse him to do this is a clown, and they all should be put in jail, in my opinion. Period. I feel you. Okay, so we conflated a whole lot of stuff here real quick. I'm going to try to untie it real quick. So, yes, there's double standards. If Boosie would have done this for his daughter, it would have been received much differently than him doing it with his son. No question about it. There are double standards. Double standards exist. It is what it is. Okay, so I'm not disagreeing with that. I am going to disagree with the idea that if he's pulled up enough, that he will stop his behavior because it's going to impact his pockets. He uh, made like $187,000 off Instagram posts because so many people were so angry and they was rage tweeting him and, you know, reposting him and sending him, you know, and doing all this. He made so much money from that. I mean... It, it's it, the, the business model is what it is. You know, clicks a currency in 2020. So if people are really disgusted by what he's doing, the answer isn't to like flame him or whatever. The answer is to ignore his ass completely, which is what people was trying to do with R. Kelly. Just shut him completely down. And that would be that. And I've got to say this, love y'all like brothers, but we've got to, we've got to keep it real. This is straight no chaser. Okay. The truth of the matter is if a friend of yours, your partner, your homeboy, even if he was just somebody that you just randomly knew, okay? And he is engaging in the type of things that R. Kelly was engaging in. I'm not condoning it. I'm not accepting it. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he should do it. I'm saying it's disgusting. All of the above. But the simple fact of the matter is, most, I think, dudes, if they knew about this, would be disgusted and not want to be involved. Y'all were saying earlier that you should kick his ass. I just don't think that's true. I don't think you're going to go and hear that somebody you know is doing something crazy and just be like, I'm so disgusted, I'm about to go whoop this man's ass. You, we're not going to do that. Now, would you call the police on him? I don't think we would do that either. You know what I'm saying? You would isolate him. You might not be around him no more because you don't want to get involved because when it all goes to hell, you don't want to get arrested. But it's not because you're trying to uh, fix, uh, you know, interject yourself into a situation, you're like, that's fucked up, and you're moving on. It should be different, and as people grow, I guess, and change, this was radically different. It's not like we didn't know R. Kelly was doing what he was doing in the 90s. We all knew this, but it was just more accepted. So I'm just saying, I, I don't know if that's necessarily 100%. He was with Aaliyah in the 90s. We knew that. He, he, yeah, everyone knew he was he, he, AJ nothing but no, everyone knew what the deal was with him and Aaliyah. Yeah, um, yeah. Here's my thing though. And we love this music regardless. John, if if I'm I, I'm not gonna whoop your ass. I'm not I'm not gonna beat you. We're not gonna fight over this. But if you told me mm -hmm. that you was taking little man at, at the ripe old age of sixteen mm -hmm. down to the house on Georgia Ave. Right to smack some stuff, tip some stuff, and bring some stuff home. Right. I would pull you up on that. Little man, okay. I I look at it like, like, are you crazy? I would talk to As you. As you should. Yeah, I would talk to you. So it's not like it would be widely accepted. 
and people would have to address it based on a relationship that they have with it. I don't got no relationship with Boosie, so I can't I can't have that conversation with Boosie, you know. Uh, but right. you, I can have that conversation with. And you watch it. You are mm-hmm. right in terms of like time changes. Um, you know, back then certain things were accepted in the '90s, maybe if that's what you want to go with. But the example right. that I think of, right. I think right. of um, uh, uh, Melvin uh, Peoples when when he did um, "Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song," old school black black exploitation movie. And there's a mm-hmm. scene in it where there's a young boy, maybe 10, 11, 12, humping a grown ass woman. She might have been a prostitute, a hooker. I can't remember. Humping a grown ass woman. That mm-hmm. little boy was Mario Van Peoples. That was his son, and he caught a lot mm-hmm. of flag for putting his son, a lot of criticism for putting his son in a simulated sex situation with a grown woman. And that was back then, like 60s, 70s. So now you fast forward all the way to 2020 and we supposed to give Boosie a pass? Because not simulated, but he actually paid a woman confessed to blow his his little man and his nephew. And I totally agree because I think we all said it's not even a past situation because it's thirty. Yeah, in the past. But look at look at society and period. Like even let's spin off to your man Takashi. How you get a billboard in Times Square and you it's called you the king of New York. Disgusting. Pop off in Times Square, a big ass, the king of New York. Come on, man. Pathetic. Like that's called a good marketing campaign. Yeah, but. I get you on that aspect. No, no one checks that. And, and anyone who would check that don't have the money to put a, a billboard in Times Square. So the people who do have the money to put a billboard in Times Square, they they're not going to check his copy to see whether or not they're not going. Is he really the king of New York? No. They're <laughs> like, Thank you for money. Here's your billboard in Times Square. You your majesty. What? But check this out, though, too. We're, really, we're, talk, we're talking about morals, values, and ethics at the end of the day. All right. of these don't have kind of, kind of kind of come up kind of come up in the scenario right. the scenarios. He tried to give two hundred thousand dollars to an organization um, to feed like kids. I think it was in New York. They rejected his money uh-huh. because of their morals, values, and ethics. If you look at other people, like we'll take your money. You know, they they, they kind of look at well, the, the end result is is more important than the person that's giving you know the the money. Mm-hmm. I agree with the individual company who said, we don't want your money. Your money's no good here. I personally feel like that. I think they can, the, the moral values and ethics that I have, I would not associate myself with people that behave like him, act like Boosie, act like R. Kelly. Like if I knew any of y'all did it, I love y'all to death, but we wouldn't no longer be friends if I found mm-hmm. myself out, period. And I love y'all, like, like right. all my brothers. And I just, but you know, I think when you when you know something and you do nothing about it, you condone it. In my personal opinion, so I think you just gotta you gotta disassociate yourself, disassociate yourself from people who just do fucked up stuff. So you are are you a part of that age old phrase? I don't want to misquote it. That uh, what they used to say in teaching that silence means consent. Yeah, silence means consent. Yeah, si- silence means consent. Kendrick, oh. would you agree with that? I mean, I know Based on what you just said, I mean, because I'm, I'm still looking for the price. You have, I think, you have different categories of people in this world. You have people that sit back and watch. You have people that sit back and they have an opinion, but they feel their voice is not powerful enough, so they just like, you know what? I'm not going to comment on it. So for the people that don't comment or want to take action, are you in turn saying you must agree with it if you're not taking action to it? 
Repeat your question, man. Your question sounded a little weird. Oh, hold on. We got to talk about Takashi because that shit is important. That's what we're talking about. That's what we talking. Was talking about R. Kelly still. No. Never mind. Go ahead. No. All together. And, and, and as a matter of fact, break it down. Who is Mr. Winnipede? Mr. Mr. Winnipede over there? Keltrick. Define for the people the universal version of snitching. Did he say Winnipedia? <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah. It's been a long day, dog. Where did he got me? Wikipedia. Because I think people's definition of snitching. Yeah, really no. First of, of all, Wikipedia wouldn't have a definition for snitching. He's got to go to dictionary.com. Snitching oh, is definitely on Wikipedia. Go to the Urban Dictionary. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not support too much. We're not getting that money. You taught me that, Rob. Marketing. Facts. You got to support us first. Facts. Yeah. But snitching cannot happen if you are not in a above the law kind of environment. So if you're not in that world, you can't snitch. I understand people is like the dudes that he was involved with uh, was, you know, threatened his life, beat him up, robbed him, tried to get at his woman and, you know, all this other crazy madness or whatever. But my thing is he put people that didn't do none of that in the pen and he is literally perpetrating a fraud. I'm from the 90s when that was just absolutely unacceptable. You could not pretend. You either was or you was not. So if you was claiming to be a gangster and you get into some gangster type business, you can't go to the police with it. You're supposed to, you know, handle it like a gangster would. But we know that he's not because he's got rainbow colored hair and, you know, butterfly tattoos on his eyebrows. I don't understand these children. It, it, it's all stupid. <laughs> but think about it. You said a key phrase at the top of the hour, John. We old. This music in this era is not for us to understand. Totally. Period. Disagree with that, too. It's horrible. His music definition, Kelsey. I see. You got it queued up. Again. Snitching. So I, I have it queued up for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> snitching, he by definition is a snitch. Because a snitch Correct. cannot... If you tell them on somebody, but you wasn't a part of what they did, you're just telling on somebody. But if, if you, you talk were, to a police, period, you a snitch. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, you have to actually be a snitch. Is, a snitch has to be like if all four of us did a crime, and then mm -hmm. I get caught. In order for me to for them to go lean on me, I tell on y'all that I would be a snitch. Right. However, if I see y'all do a crime, and I'm like, hey, man, them dudes just did X, Y, and Z. That's not that's a snitch. That's of not course. Yeah. You're not in the world. All four of us doing something, and you tell, you talking to the police in any way, shape, form, or fashion, that is snitching. Would you say, Rob, right, go ahead, Rob. Right. In, in, in the community right now, in the hood, it, it, we don't have to commit a crime together in order for it to be snitching. If, I, if, if I'm aware or a witness or know that you did something, whether I was there or not, if I point you out, if I finger you, then, then the way they are looking at it is snitches get stitches like you snitched. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is how people are looking at it. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it, it don't make no sense, baby. It's it, trash. It ain't our time no more. I mean, I get this whole situation, but it, it's it's the worst. It's terrible. And meanwhile, Bobby Schmurda still locked up. Free Bobby. He be out at the end of the year. Don't free his silly ass. From what, what I understand, what I, I said about who, uh, what's up? What I said about Wayne Hoover or somebody. Um. The dude that formed the, what, what did he form? Dude, don't worry about it. Google it. I'm not Googling that. I'm not Googling that. Okay, so now we're moving on to some more of our good little topics. We already talked about the COVID. What do y'all think? I'm, I'm kind of concerned, and I've, I've talked about this to a few times with other people. 
now that restaurants and movie theaters and whatnot have been closed down, I really don't have anything to do. You know what I'm saying? And I'm worried that I actually didn't ever have a personality. I just had like things to do and places to go. You know, are we ever going to get back to having restaurants and movie theaters? Because there's only so much stuff I can talk about. I'm fairly bored. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So when you think about all that stuff that you can't do right now, because all the stuff is is, is shut down, right? You single brothers out there, how do you how do you how do you try to build with somebody without the traditional? I'm I'm going out on a date with you. I'm taking you out. Like, is is there any building of intimacy with anyone? Mm-hmm. Talk to a single team? brothers. One hundred percent, definitely. Go oh, ahead, yeah, Neil. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're gonna be like 100. Go ahead, Neil. Right. No, nah, but it's facts though. But that's right. That's right up my lane though. Like I'm off the thing. I don't need to take you out nowhere to build with you. We can have conversation. I think people lost the basic, you know, talking on the phone, write a letter, yo, go to the park and just chill. That's my era right now. Yes. Are, are you that's social distancing when you go to the park? Say it again. Are you social distancing when you go to the park? No, I thought you said when everything comes back to the norm. No, during 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 yeah. quarantine. How oh. do you do all that during quarantine? I mean, sure, you can have phone conversation. You can build on the phone. You know what I mean? We can talk like that. A conversation. If we can't build from conversation, if we can't have a stimulating conversation, everything else is irrelevant then. Because, all right, let's keep it all the way 100, be grimy. Because I see Kelsey and John <laughs> laughing. If, 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 if we being grown folks, and I just smash, but you can't offer me nothing else after that, what's the purpose? So we have great sex. Wow. Or, maybe, or maybe good sex or whatever. Let's say great. But then we can't talk about politics, What's the difference life? between great and good? Wait, say it again, fam. What's the difference between great and good? We're not doing this right now, son. <laughs> <laughs> not doing this one. We're, not, we're, not, we're not doing it. I'm answering, I'm answering Mr. Mr. Rasheed's thing. So if we have great sex, but we can't politic mentally and spiritually and emotionally, and we just sitting in bed, and you born like dishwater, it's like, why bother? Exactly, John. I saw that face. Why bother? So for me, y'all know me. You know I'm 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 the gab person. Yeah, I got my other side to me too, but I, I need to build with you. I'm an emotional teddy bear, man. If I can't vibe with you, I ain't trying to rock with you. That's real. You've changed a whole lot because you was like, it, it, you had great sex or whatever the case is, and that's it. You would you would be bored and move on. I'm just gonna say, you've changed and you've grown. And you're a little bit different than you used to be, and I'll just I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Everyone develops and matures. John. Exactly, and there's nothing wrong with that. Bravo, iterations, as Ross said, we have another iteration. Right, no, another no. iteration of him. Can, John, right. can you can you build? Can you can you have intimacy? Actually, during I, quarantine, definitely during quarantine. So it just so happens. Well, so it just so happens that I am talking to somebody, and we are very, um, what's the word? You know, we talk a lot. Okay, so can you can you you restart that sentence again, sir? What? (laughs) Can you restart that sentence? You see how me and Keltrick are looking at you. You actually want somebody? (laughs) Why y'all like? Don't don't put me in this. I'm not doing. I'll just mess with you, fam. I'll just mess with you. Go ahead. Whole point being, but I'm I'm the type of person that I do a lot of DMs. So I communicate like by texting the vast majority of the time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna really. I'm the opposite of you, Neil. Like. I'm not gonna write you no letter. I'm not gonna like call you on the phone, but I will send you text messages. You know what I'm saying? And um, now I'm getting into like video calls and stuff like that. So you just gotta, you know, if where there's a will, there's a way. So 
if you really want to talk to somebody, you will. And if you don't, you will not. And that's the same as it was pre-quarantine, after quarantine, et cetera, et cetera. So what, what would a date look like? Um, for example, a walk. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't do that because I'm, I'm the dater. I do the dates. So a walk, for example, um, I am the dude that will hear that you want something or you wish that you had something and I will go out and get it and just like leave it at your, you know, door or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you get that type of thing. Especially now, I'm of the opinion that like, this is going to be kind of a make or break type season for a whole lot of people. Like if you come out of this and you still tight with somebody, that's a real good, solid thing. But if you ain't talked to him in a couple weeks because it was nothing but sex, for example, or it was nothing but whatever it was, and now it's petered out and you won't even really talk to him no more. I mean, I feel like it, it's going to really, what's the word, uh, separate the wheat from the grain, wheat from the chaff. Y'all know what I'm talking about, that saying? You've heard that saying. No. Anyway. Well, I, I get what you're saying. but yeah. Right, right, right. So that's basically what it is. And the major thing that I think really needs to happen, we all kind of old. So we're, we're 40 plus. Speak for you. Speak for yourself. I'm not old. Old we in the fourth floor. We all Just a descriptive floor. way. Just a descriptive type term. So our needs and whatnot is a lot different now than it was 20 years ago, for example. 20 years ago, this would be real difficult. This would be very, very difficult. But I, would, now, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't listen if, I, if it was 20 years ago. <laughs> oh no! I would be. I would have been out there. I would have been out there pretty bad. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't fuck nobody in the Twenty years ago, imagine if we was in the house and it was a quarantine. Oh, if it was seat in place and we was quarantined, and, oh. and, and the same laws had passed where we can go and get alcohol, just so we bought some food and bring it out, man, it w- it would be a problem. We would have parties probably like every week at least. For real, but. Y'all don't know nothing about that, so we're going to move on from that little topic. Okay, well, cool. So, um, what did y'all think about this Jill versus Erica thing? I thought that was wonderful. Did we talk about that last week? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it hadn't happened yet. I thought it was <laughs> But a little bit that I, I, I saw and I heard, I thought it was trash. Was drunk. KG is drunk. Well, why, was, why was it trash? Yo, listen. They, they, it was trash. they was having conversation with each other for the entire time. I was like, are you going to play a song? They play well, songs. Yeah, but let me ask you minutes. Hold up, Neil. Hold up, Neil. Go ahead, Ron. I got to hear this. They talk for 15 minutes between each song. I didn't and come I here to watch your TED talk. I came here to hear Tyrone. Play Tyrone. Why are you so, like, angry? Collard greens. Finish. <laughs> it was a waste of time. At, at a certain point, I was just like, we got to turn this thing off. Ron, you don't like hearing people talk. Why is that? What's, what's going on, man? It was about music but we wanted to see I, them interact these are icons these i didn't are legends. no i didn't care about the interaction wow who said they want to interact none of the stuff that they put on facebook or on ig said erica badu and jill scott interacting at 9 p.m or whatever they popped up no they didn't say that no one said anything about interaction let me tell you what the problem was so y'all y'all on the east coast living in the central time zone is a blessing it's a blessing Mm-hmm. Because things don't go on as long. Like when they ended, it was like ten thirty for us, right. maybe even eleven thirty, something like that. I, I loved it, man. I, I love the energy, mm-hmm. the context of the songs, 
the respect they pay to one another. Because if, if y'all remember, people try to pivot them or put them as adversaries with each other against exactly. one another. And, you know, especially during this time, I think we just got to figure out a way to just be kind to each other, man, love each other and just find more mm -hmm. positivity, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, life is very, very short. Again, I, I shared that I had a friend of mine who lost his dad and his grandfather in a matter of two weeks. Um, one of my employees lost mm -hmm. his mom and his aunt maybe like a month ago. It's a lot of loss happening. And to see those two women in that space, you know, during this time frame, I thought was outstanding, man. I, I got a lot of love from it, a lot of positivity. And I was just very excited to just to see it, to share it, to watch it. Like I was, I was in it, man. I, you know. Shit, I was I in my damn self. I was in the whole vibe, man. Had candles and sage burning and the whole joint. You already know me from Seaton Place, man. I can imagine. You already know me on my candles and everything. It was a whole right. vibe. They did the thing right. And I like I like the little backstories that they told. You know, how the song got created and what their mindset was and the DJs and a lot of things that Jay Dilla contributed. And I, I, I loved it, man. It was a whole vibe. I like that. Well, yeah. I'm glad y'all enjoyed yourselves. I loved it. I would actually want to rewatch it. I thought it was amazing. And I waited the whole damn three hours to hear Green Eyes. So I was very happy. It was awesome. I agree with you, KG. It's like, um, we definitely need more love right now. Speaking of, happy 70th birthday to Stevie Wonder. Greatest musician ever. Absolutely. Um, Salute. What else? Yeah, yeah. I have yeah, left. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, on uh, another note, speaking of 70 year olds, Tyson and Holyfield might be trying to fight again. Wait, what? Tyson <laughs> and Holyfield might be trying to fight. No, they. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, Tyson's trying to make a comeback. Tyson's making a comeback, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why he said he was like, uh, Tyson was like working out or whatever, and at the end he said, I'm back. And then Holyfield did the same thing, and he said the same thing. So you know they're going to try to put their two old geriatric ass together. I want to see that. Uh, neither do I. I think Tyson appeared to have more power based on what I saw in those little clips. Holyfield I don't think I know any fighters right now that would want to get in the ring with Tyson at 53. Really? I don't know. I think the young boys the would. Might, might serve him up. He still don't pay per view it. Don't pay per view it. Just put that. No, I wouldn't want to see that. And call it a day. Yeah, it's gonna pay I hope that it doesn't happen. But that brings up another question: How much money would you take? You have to survive three right three three minutes with Tyson right now. How much money? I have a million dollars cash. Would you do it? I'll pass. Two million. Two million cash money. You got to survive. You can run. You can hold him. You can do whatever you get, roll around, but you got to stay is, in the ring. Is he aggressive? He's aggressive. He, if he knocks you out, he gets the money. If you survive, you get the money. For two minutes? <laughs> three minutes. A one, one round, three minutes, $2 million. $3 million. $3 million. I do it. $3 million, I will fuck Tyson up. <laughs> no, you won't. Kid. No, you won't. I will hold his ass. He's going to be headbutting me and trying to bite me, but I'm holding. Dude, listen. All he need is one punch to the ribs. You're going down. Have you ever watched? Have you, have you knocked out? You get the money, no, no. too. So if oh, he hits you, you didn't say that. he knocked out. So, he, okay, let me redo it. If he hits you, you that. then because you got to get an actual blow, like a strong blow. Wait. If he hits you, you, you only get, you only get 100000 if he knock you out. Like a million. If, 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 if you, know, you survive, if you get $3 million. If you survive, you get two. But if, he, right. if you get knocked out, you only get 100K. 
So you still get money if you get knocked out? Right. Nah, I don't like the mods. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you got to you, – because some people would say, well, I'll just get try to get knocked No. As soon as he comes at me, just fall down and just take nah, the – I don't head. want that type of motivation. <laughs> That's the only motivation I want is to not get hit and stay alive. That's it. All right, how about oh. this? If you survive the round, you get the three million. But if you if you get one good punch on it, you get four. Oh, that's not a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> Tyson was not the he he was not the dodging type person. I can't get him. Us. No, he he wasn't. That wasn't his thing. He had speed. He had power. But he wasn't running. He wasn't dodging all them hits. He, he was, was a defensive yes, dude. His defense was a good offense. He is not. His head, he is his not head, Floyd, Floyd like Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, you not gonna hit him. You're not gonna hit Floyd. You can hit Tyson. You can hit a 53 year old Tyson. Yeah, I take that four million. When I wake up, I'm accounting. Yep. You might not remember how to count after that hit. Hey, I sent y'all that video. The dude was getting slapped, right? Yes. I didn't see it. All right. I saw you sent it, but I didn't That's, see the video. So basically, in the video, I don't know. I don't know what country this is. They have like a slapping contest where they Russia. just slap each other. Is it Russian? Okay. Is it the big dude and the skinny dude? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's I've one. seen that video. Before. It slaps the dandruff off that fool. <laughs> Literally, dog. That would be the equivalent of you fighting Mike Tyson. <laughs> one punch, one kill. He ain't hitting. I'm I, like John said. I'm holding. No, but in that slapping contest, how much would you take for that? <laughs> I'm not doing a slapping contest. One million. Nope. With Tyson? No, with that dude, with the Russian dude. You got to see the clip. He's no, like, no, I've seen the clip. Out, dude. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Two million. Y'all crazy, Two million. man. Three million. No money. All Me? money ain't, all money ain't good money. Good deal with that slap for three? All no. money ain't good money. Mm-mm. Five million, I'm in there. Nah, you, you, better, you better sign some paperwork to immediately give it to your family and your trust because <laughs> you ain't coming out of a coma. You give right. me Jeff, if you give me Jeff Bezos money, I'm taking that bet. I mean billions. Come on now, he about to be trillions. Might already. Is that possible that you could because a trillion is nine hundred and ninety nine billion, right? No, it's it's, it's, it's one trillion. <laughs> I mean one trillion. Yes. Internet. You sure that's water? <laughs> one trillion is nine 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 plus one. Okay, count Shocula. So that's like what four? That's four commas. Anyway, all right, yo, we did the boosy thing. What's left, man? Oh my god, Neil. Yeah. Man, I said nine hundred ninety-nine billion is a trillion. No fools. Yes, yes it is nine hundred ninety-nine billion plus one. Eight equals. You know what? I guess what I'm trying to ask is nine hundred and ninety-nine billion. What's the name? Got like hundred and fifty something billion. Bezos actually got half of that, right? Because he had to give half to his wife. Yeah, she got paid. I don't know how much she got, but she got paid. The problem. She got half. I want to say or close to. Yeah. Something like that. And but, he, yeah, in order for him to get to a trillion, that's a ridiculous amount of money. No, they said they, they, they said he's on track to be a trillionaire in 2026. Well, but what they're looking at is, <clears throat> is the market capitalization of Amazon right now. Because up until this week, Amazon was really one of a handful of companies that stayed in the green. So as, as long as they keep making money on the stock market, that money belongs to Bezos. Like, whatever Amazon is worth, Bezos is worth. 
Right. So mm-hmm. that thing, it was going up and up and up. I think it was over two thousand a share. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Up it was. Yeah, that bad boy right now. And this is after. Ready. Oh, actually, it, it actually ended up in the green today. It's twenty four hundred a share. Two thousand four hundred dollars a share. It's gonna be like Bitcoin. Question is, should we go ahead and get some of that? I wouldn't get Amazon. I wouldn't say Amazon. I took all of my money out when this all first started kicking off. I took everything out and went to like straight government bonds. I'm not making no money, but of course, this was like the most productive or most successful stock market month of all time that just passed. It was a complete disconnect between the stock market and the employment, which is crazy. Yeah. It, but it is the way it is. It's scary that, that the past couple of days that the uh, market was was going up while people mm-hmm. were losing their jobs. I mean, I think the thing that's going to really be interesting to see is how society um, reacts to rich people getting richer and poor people getting poorer in in the era of COVID. That I think that's going to be a real interesting thing to see play out. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark Cuban did an uh, experiment down here in Dallas where he hired a company to send, they sent out like maybe like a thousand people to different places that have opened up um, since the government or the state of Texas that allowed people to kind of go out, or particularly in Dallas, to check on their protocols for COVID-19. Only 4% of the businesses that they visited actually had good protocols. Everybody else failed. So if you think about like, if you put in your trust, if that's a, you know, a sample size, mm-hmm. extrapolate that out to the, the whole US, and people gonna be getting sick left and right, man. It's crucial. No question. No doubt about it. Yo, what is the time like? How long have we been on this? I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. Oh well. We'll keep talking. Oh well. What else you got? What you got? I mean, um, now we have the- no, I had a I had a question that I wanted to pose to y'all because uh, I met a young lady and she acted. You know, I told her what was going. There you go, Neil. You chimed in. Neil no, it was, re- it was really a dope question, and she got a she got a sixteen year old, and I thought it was a dope perspective. And I was like, I see if my brothers feel like discussing it. Do you think it's possible for a single mother to truly raise a boy into a man on her own without any male uh, association affiliation? Because I told him from my story, I was like, I never saw my dad a day in my life. And I think mm-hmm. in my perspective, and from hearing y'all feedback, I think my mom did a real good job. Mm-hmm. Are there some things there I probably, are there probably some things I could have learned or missed out on? I, I don't know. But for me, I answered her. I said, yeah, a woman can most definitely raise a boy into a man without male influence. What do y'all think? Absolutely. I mean... I would question why there is no male influence, but let's just say that she lives in, you know, some place where there's just nothing but a whole bunch of women. I don't see why not, you know what I'm saying? You are proof positive. That can absolutely happen. Um, I am the flip side, man raising a daughter. I mean, not without any kind of uh, female influence or whatever, but it's absolutely doable. You know, anything that I don't know, I got to read up on. That's why we got Mr. Wikipedia. So. You know, it's, it's definitely doable in my opinion. I don't, I've never understood why people have that stupid ass mentality. It's the society is sick. I mean, it's, oh, go ahead, Kelsey, my bad. 
actually agree with that statement. I think that um, not John's statement, but the, the person who asked you that question, I think is very challenging, but doable to some extent, like dot, dot, dot. Right. There's certain things that a woman can't teach a, a boy. There's certain things that a man can't teach a little girl. I'll give you an example. My daughter was, uh, we did potty training during the COVID-19, taught, taught her how to use the potty. And, you know, I don't know, you gotta get in between the labia. Like you gotta open it up or whatever and right. get into the little area or whatever. I had no idea, I'm just patting it outside. And uh, my wife was like, hey, I could tell. Like she's like, you gotta open it up. I'm like, that feels weird to me. Yep. But she's like, you gotta open it up because she can get an infection or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so she had to show me like the areas. I'm like, how could you tell? I could look at the paintings and tell like, you know, there's something that's going on like that. And I'm like, yo, like I would have never known that as a, as a, as a father. If she wasn't around, no different than I think one of us, we was talking about like, you didn't know you, you could stand up to pee, like as a man. Like my granddad taught me how to aim. My mm -hmm. grandma ain't never aimed in her life. My mama never aimed in her life. You know what I mean? So there's certain things you just you just don't, you don't really know. And I remember in school, there was this one kid always used to go inside the stall to pee. Cause I think he used to sit, I mean, he saw us kind of peeing, standing up and I don't, I don't think he kind of put two and two together. I mean, we was little kids. So I think I think it's very difficult uh, because the natural order of you know how we're built, they just don't know certain things. Like when 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 Brooke has her period, I have no idea how to navigate that, how to teach her to do that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, I'm not built for that. I can learn it, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's one thing to learn it, but to to go through and have that experience is two totally different things. I see you thinking, Rob. Go ahead. Yeah, but that I don't think that really. I think you conflating that with what it means to be a woman. And, and like, like she cannot know how to wipe herself correctly at the age of 35, but still be a woman mm. based off of what you taught her about how to be, how to navigate this world. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not I can stand up when I, when I use the bathroom or sit down doesn't negate the fact of, of me being a man, you know? So like, I don't I don't want us to conflate how we how we 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 have maintenance, how we maintain ourselves, like maintenance. Like I'm not gonna be able to teach a, a, a young girl fully how to maintain herself as a woman. Right. But I still can teach her what it means to be a woman because how you maintain yourself ain't necessarily you being a woman. And let me I I, I like you that. And, and and I like what Keltrick has said about the dot dot dot. Now we've all talked about the idea of being double standards. Do you think it's a double standard in the sense of, is it easier or is it difficult on both ways? A man raising a woman, a man raising a young girl to be a woman or a woman raising a young boy to be a man. Is there a difference or is it still challenging on both ends? In both I think, ahead, I oh, think it might be more challenging for a, young, for a man to teach, a, a, to raise a young girl to be a woman than it is for uh, uh, a woman to take a, a, a boy and raise him to be a man. Okay. And, and the reason why I say it's more challenging is because at the very least in society, there's so many uh, examples of, of, of maleness, manness, masculinity, that even as a, as a woman, you may not have, but you can point and direct them to. 
Mm. And it's so many examples of society because we, we're, we're, in a, we're in a patriarchal society. Like everything is about the dude. So now as a, a man, if I got to raise a young girl, I don't have those, those automatic examples to point to. I got to go look for those examples. They out there, but I got to look for them. So I think it'd be harder if I was trying to raise a young girl to be a woman than if I was a sister trying to raise a, young, a boy to be a man. Mm. Mm. I mean, call me crazy, but I don't think there are definite differences between men and women, boys and girls, male and female, et cetera, et cetera. But in the end, you are instilling into your children um, your character, uh, your moral code, whatever you want to call it. And it's going to be roughly the same whether they were a boy or a girl. So when we say, you know, raising a daughter as a man, ultimately you're trying to raise a good person. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who's self-sufficient, somebody who is a credit to the community or whatever it is that matters to you. You know what I'm saying? And it would be the same. So the same skill set, the same whatever, you put it to a boy, you will put it to a girl. So to me, it's they, the same thing. There are, no Boy, there are no tweaks with that? Um, there are certain things that I think, especially as one gets older and starts uh, relying on their peers and growing up in relationships and this, that, and the third between how girls and boys interact. And there's definitely things that need to be kind of hashed out or whatever. But in the end, your like I said, moral code, programming, whatever you want to call it. So for me, I am a real uh, uh, self-reliant type person. I try to teach that to my children. Uh, Jillian gets the same stuff that Jackson gets, and that's just the way it is. So she's hopefully going to grow up to be an adult that is very self-reliant and can handle her business and is very independent, just as she would if she was a boy. Now, is she when she starts talking to young men, if she decides to start talking to young men, then is, are, are there little interactions going to be different because she's a girl and they're a boy? Well, of course, yeah. But in the end, she's just going to be a good person. But good. So let me ask you this. So, so in terms of um, the professional field, like women who are aggressive, assertive, mm -hmm. um, like like uh, show leadership, oftentimes mm -hmm. they're referred to as being bitchy, you know, mm -hmm. catty, whatever. But she may be doing the same thing that Jackson does. Mm -hmm. they project something different on it. Yeah. Would you teach her to be mindful that they will look at her and handle her differently? Sure. Doing the same thing that Jackson does? Absolutely. Again, here we go back to the double standards. She's got a different standard than her uh, Latina classmates. Got a different standard than the boys. Um, people are going to look at you differently because you are who you are. You look the way you look. And they are going to treat you a certain kind of way. You're going to have to deal with that. That is not an excuse. It just simply is what it is. That doesn't mean that should hold you back or keep you from doing whatever you want to do. You got to figure it out. I mean, that's that's your world. So yeah, that's that's my perspective on it. I, we um, boy girl, she's gonna learn how to change tires. She's gonna learn how to balance her checkbook. You know, she's gonna learn how to pay her bills and all the same stuff that I would teach my son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, again, I, I think. I, I hear what you said, Ron. I, I think there's so many layers. I think what you're talking about, John, is like a basic layer. Like, yeah, we're going to teach them, you know, I think we all agree that you want to instill, you know, good values, ethics, um, morals in your children. But I think as they progress, 
in my opinion, in, in my experience, at least so far, you know, even my wife wants to make like, provide like a, not girly things, but I guess more more girl oriented type of things to Brooke. Mm -hmm. Characters that look like her, um, mm -hmm. uh, dolls that look like her, um, and she she loves it. You know, she wants to be a princess, so she sees like diverse characters that are princesses, or that are princess, um, a princesses, whatever it is. Y'all know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as, as she gets older, and if if I'm blessed to have a son then, you know, he may, he's not going to see that same thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it is, there's a difference. And I, I think it's, it's, we will be very fortunate to have both parents in the house because mm -hmm. both people bring a different point of view. And uh, we kind of talked about this last week around that man in the house, whatever that was, you said, John, mm -hmm. head of household. Right. You, you need, you need balance in my opinion. You get it. You know, we have, we turn out okay but we may be the exception. If you have both parents in the house, I do think it's a benefit to the kid, in my personal opinion, to mm -hmm. quality parents. And, and, mm. and I like what y'all said, but let me ask you on a, on, a, on a deeper thing with it. Do you think... Deeper? Goddamn. Nah, because no, this is real life talk, though, but the way we raise our children, is it... Do we condition them to be a certain way? Because like with Kelsey's example, with his daughter and his wife wants, him, wants her to have more princess-oriented things. Now, hypothetically, let's say, Kelchick, if your daughter wanted to play with footballs and G.I. Joes, would you condone that if that was her natural instinct to do that? Or would you more lean towards, no, you must play with this? You know what I'm saying? Because I think sometimes when we have upbringing, like, for example, let's say, let's say Jackson John wanted to play with dolls and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Do we mm -hmm. condition our children to be like, no, this is you, this is you? Or do we allow them to choose on their own naturally? I mean, uh, they don't play with toys, period, at this point. So uh, if, let's say, going with your hypothetical, Jackson is a young kid and he is playing with Barbies instead of G.I. Joe or whatever. I mean, um, I would depend. I would see how he is playing with them. I'm of the opinion that, no, you don't get to decide your gender or your sexuality or how you're going to dress. You're going to dress in the clothes that I buy for you. And I'm not buying you no damn dress at five years old because you feel like you're a girl. Sorry, you don't get to do that. You can you can feel like a girl in some jeans. <laughs> you know that's just the way. I feel. <laughs> no, but you know what? And I'm glad you I'm glad you talked about that because I'm saying we're, we're, it's a, it's a supposed joint. But I'm saying let's say Jackson wanted to play with dolls. He wanted to paint his nails, mm -hmm. and he didn't see mm -hmm. that from anybody else. He naturally wanted right. to do that. You would you what you're saying is you would automatically. No, this is the way you need to be, as opposed to whatever. And we well, he, he, hypothetical that everything is like different and fluid and whatnot. So again, now Jackson wants to paint his nails. How old is he? What is the state? Like if he's 16, 17? No, young, young, young. When he's discovering himself. So he's five or six or seven. Right. You know, he's young. He's elementary age. We ain't got no money for uh, fingernail polish for you. <laughs> about you to say fingernail polish job. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with John. So my daughter has never seen me naked, ever. And she won't. Right. My wife, she can see my wife, whatever. They, they, they can do whatever they want. I just, she, but she'll never see my birthday suit. Daddy will never, you'll never see daddy How do we naked. Get here? 
<laughs> We're going back to the question. So if your daughter wants to play with footballs and G.I. Joe's, Kelch, would you be against that or would you just let her? But that's different, I feel like. When girls get to play with footballs and stuff like that, whereas boys, unfortunately, maybe they should be, are not allowed the leeway to play with the stereotypical girl stuff. Like that's what I'm saying. Do we condition them? Do we condition why, them? Why, why can't they? My point exactly. Back in the day, the dude that would get in the double dutch. We're not back in the day. We're real, real bad. No, we're talking about right now, John. Naturally, why not? This ain't, tw- this ain't back in the day. I'll try the double dutch. That's what the girls were. I did the same. Wow. I never got footage. I never got it. I never got it, but I tried, I showed her to get in that joint and do my little. <laughs> and they start laughing. I'm like, man, my bag. Let me try again. Let me do it for you. Right. Yeah. That's different. That's different. Okay. No, I mean, no, I mean, I feel you, but it's just, it, it's just weird. well, I won't say it's weird, but it's, it's, it's disheartening to see some parents that when your child does quote unquote come out the closet, it's just like you want to disown them, or it's like that can't be my child. See, but that's a different thing. I'm not saying that. No, no, not them. I'm okay, right, supporting your child as 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 they find themselves in terms of of their orientation. That's different than whether or not they want to play with dolls or or footballs, because you can find a sister who wanted to play with dolls her entire life, and still felt the need to be in the closet because mm-hmm. she she wasn't heterosexual. You can find a brother who was actually on the football field, you know what I'm saying? But still had to be in the closet. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and I see how you try to get it there, but I just want to be clear that those are two yeah. separate things. No, because yeah. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we as society, we condition it, because I think we spoke about it maybe even prior to, like, what John said in the podcast, this ghost in the air. It's like some parents, they see their boys crying. Like, shut up, what you crying for? It's like, I can't express myself? No, the six not I got to disagree with I don't. Let me ask you a question too, right quick, man. John don't believe boys should cry. Why not? But go ahead, Keltrick. But go ahead. We gonna come back to that, John. Go ahead, Keltrick. Brooke can play whatever she wanna play with. I don't care. Uh-huh. My son better play whatever he wanna play with. I don't care. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, in my opinion, my job as her parent, as my other kid's parent, uh, is to to do the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Whatever whatever that is, you know, the best that I can do to kind of help provide for them, and Hopefully, they turn out to be what people would say is a, a decent, decent citizen. Right. Um, now, I'm not going. I'm not going to shun them um, if they decide to be homosexual, LBGTQP, whatever the whatever the acronym is at this point. Yeah, they do. No, we um, always got new letters. He right for real. But go ahead. I got I'm you. serious. I mean, I'm, I mean right. they say no cap. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, and in, in all seriousness, you know, I, I just want to support my kid because. You know, I, I never, I mean, y'all know me. Y'all, y'all know what happened to me when, when she came into the world. Like, y'all see how, what a change that does to somebody. You just, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you can lose that because mm-hmm. they decide to do something that you didn't anticipate them to do. Like, you're going, you may be disappointed. And that's so, like, if they make a bad decision, but if it's a lifestyle and they're, they're comfortable, they're healthy, they're productive, I mean, I don't know how you can just look at somebody and be like, you know what, I can't stand you because you did that. I mean, that's, that's kind of foul in my opinion. You go back to you, John. Why you say boys can't cry, man? If your son is hurt and he expressing pain to you, when's the last time you cried, John? Um, I cry on a regular basis. <laughs> but your boy can't. Men can't cry. I'm right. not saying men cannot. To quote KG, can I finish? Okay, so in a nutshell, 
um, the, the, again, straight no chaser. The world is a very hostile place to men, period. An emotional man is um, setting himself up. So yes, do you need to be emotional? Can you be in touch with your feelings? Can you express yourself and be sensitive? All of the above, absolutely accurate. However, if you kind of dwell in that space and you are um, consistently revealing your anxieties and your insecurities to the people around you without seemingly taking forward progressive steps to alleviate whatever's going on, they're going to look at you differently and it presents a bad situation. So by all means, express yourself, use your words, but if you're sitting around and you like, you know, crying constantly um, as a young boy, as a child, I try to teach Jackson and Jillian too, um, your tears are not moving anybody. Your tears are valid. Okay, fine. But now we've got a problem. You upset about something. Let's solve this problem and leave the crying for later. Cry by yourself in the bathroom in the dark. What do you say, Rossi? See, and my thing is, and he's saying a lot of what I want to hear um about you can't be constantly consistently uh crying in your soup you can't do that whether whether boy or girl right. you shouldn't be always boohooing about something that rubbed you wrong what i want to make sure I'm, I'm i'm hearing or not hearing is that as a boy he can't cry at all mm. like of boys should be allowed to cry of course, we're human beings. And they shouldn't have to hide that shit in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? They need to be comfortable enough to know that. Because the way I look at it is like this. When, when, when we are, ch my fault, this isn't something I got from me, just something I got from my therapist. As children, we look to adults to provide safety, security, um, help, love. health, love. And if a natural emotion is causing me to cry and I can't bring it to the adult that's supposed to be there for me. Mm -hmm. What happens is I find a new way to cope with those emotions because I can't show it to the one who's supposed to be there. No one tells me who's supposed to be there. I grow up as a kid with a mother and a father. So I automatically put you in the role as someone who's supposed to be there. So if I can't cry to you, then what the, what am I going to do with this? It's a natural thing. It's a natural emotion. I can't bottle it up. I can't package it and ship it someplace. You, you said you can? You absolutely can bottle it up. A natural emotion? Yes. You are, that is in your head. Okay. <laughs> you can bottle it up. You might not want to. You might, it, it might boil over sometimes. You're talking about a kid, though. I agree. Not a sophisticated, advanced adult who's learned yes. how to do that. Uh, okay. John, it's so a quick clear. hypothetical. I'm your son. Hold up, man. I got, hold up. Let, let me finish, man. Go ahead, John. Oh, right. So we always do this where we start adding in a little wrinkles in the hypotheticals or whatever. I'm saying that, of course, boys as well as girls get to cry. That's a very normal human response to things. As long as they do it in the bathroom. No, what I'm saying is your tears need to result in some kind of positive action. So for example, let me, here's a perfect example. Jillian is consistently uh, butting heads with girls. Okay. And she gets so frustrated about, you know, whatever's going on in my daughter is uh, a teenager. She's 12, 13 years old. 
she'll butt heads with the girls that's her age, her little peer group, and she'll get so frustrated that she'll cry about it, okay? She's crying out of anger, crying out of frustration, et cetera, et cetera. She's sitting here in the house. Yeah, good, get it out. But now, why did why are we in that position? What can we do to make sure that we ain't crying again next week about this same stupid-ass damn problem? Because that's what's going to happen. And that's the same for the boy. So if you cry... It's stupid to her. You don't get to... See, you don't get to cry about... And for me, you get to cry as much as you want, but you don't get to cry to me but once. Maybe that's the best way to say it. I want to solve your problem and let's move on and constructively build forward. But if you're like, I've got this issue and I'm so frustrated and upset about it and I'm crying, okay, we did it. Now, what can we do to positively move forward from this? See, this, this, this supports why I think you need a woman to help raise a daughter and why you need a man to help raise a son. Because John will have, Julian will have additional balance. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your perspective. And I, I hear you, you know, I love you, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be necessarily my approach, per se. Like, I, I would want to ask more questions, understand a little bit more, because I, I don't, I think the crying is a result of something different. Like, what makes you angry about what occurred? Like, what, what questions do I need to ask to get to the root cause so we can kind of address that? And mm -hmm. if I don't do that, then maybe the missus can. Um, but, you know, come, come cry to me as many times as you need to, so we, so we can figure it out to help make you strong. It's, 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 I mean, everybody has a parent differently, but I, you know, I have a little bit more patience, you know, she's a little bit younger. I'm a little bit older. Um, but I just, you know, I parent with a little bit more patience than mm -hmm. go figure that shit out and, you know. No, not saying that. I'm saying you come to me with a problem or you come and you're like, I'm so frustrated, I'm crying. Sometimes okay. she just wants you to listen and to you back. Sometimes they just want to hug. And I'll be the first one to say, I have to literally remind myself to hug my children. Wait, 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 hold on. Did you hear what Cage just said though? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes they don't want to hug. Sometimes they don't want you to fix it. They just want to listen. They want you to listen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we jump into the let's Soft fix mode. this. Yeah. Come here, let me hug it out. Oh, you got your hug. It's so cool. It's all good. Now let's fix it. And they're like, I'm I'm emoting here, and you're stifling my emoting. Real talk. That's a hundred percent. Talking about me. I'm just talking about me and my experience. Right. Right. Well, right. I'm gonna get mushy. I'm gonna my get therapist mushy. who broke this down for me so that I can understand. Mm -hmm. why, why I was turning off my emotion because I couldn't emote through things. So I you just, know. I switched it off. And, we, and once, once you as a grown person have learned how to cope through life by switching your emotion off. Listen, I don't believe you switching your emotion off. in crying. I don't get sad. I get mad. So whatever we're talking about, that there's a, it, when to me, when you internalize things, you're like saddened. I'm going through something, I'm internalizing it, I'm crying, that's kind of how that is, in my opinion. I am the type of person I externalize. If I'm in a situation, I'm gonna push that out, I get mad. I'm not going to be crying about it, you will under, I'm going to clearly say what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly the way I'm gonna raise these knuckleheads because we don't have time. Right. The bottom line is that there's just them. So you cannot simply sit and be depressed and sad and I'm crying. Yes, that's I totally get that you can be feeling that way, 
but we've got to do something. You got to move beyond it. You just got to make moves. Right. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, man, but that doesn't need to happen immediately. Like, you can you can give people time to process whatever they're going through, come back, check on them, and then be like, all right, you know, what are you thinking about from a solution standpoint? At least mm-hmm. the way you're communicating, it's like, you just cutting it off. Like, man, y'all need to move on. You know what I mean? I'm saying that your anger can be your strength. And instead of internalizing it, why is everybody picking on me? Why, why don't they want to be my friends or whatever the case is? Fuck them. And we're going to find some more friends. And we're going to push that out. And we're going to move in this more positive direction. And when it's time to cut it, then damn it, cut it. And you go this way. But again, everybody, like, I'm not saying, you know, I, what was the right way to say? Of course, it's a it's a conversation, and I'm nobody's Cliff Huxtable type dude. Like you said earlier, we all doing the best that we can do, Bozzy Skippy. Ah, you know this is how it was. This is the way that it is. But so I see something in the chat box. I'm assuming am I supposed to read this? No. Yes. <laughs> all right. But I, I do think that there needs to be a healthy balance between what 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 you're saying and and what Cage is saying. Like the the. Like, I think that is the perfect piece where you get a strike, a healthy balance between you get to emote, you get to get mm-hmm. to talk through things, but at the same time, yo, there comes a point in time where this is done. Mm-hmm. It's some action. Yeah, I, th- I think that very helpful. I think that the thing for, for me, and Neil probably is, Neil is probably closer to where I'm saying than he is to where John is saying, one, because we had girls first. You mm-hmm. had a son first, mm-hmm. right? And I, I believe that there's definitely something that cognitively happens to, to men depending on what the sex of their children are, mm. right? So when you, fa- when, like for, again, I, I knew that I could not be, and this is weird, I, I probably messed up in the head for thinking this, but I, I felt like I would be different if I had a son versus a daughter. Facts. I know that I'm different now that I have a daughter. And I'm much more aware of sexual assaults. Yeah. I'm much more aware of like the horrible things that men will and can do to women. Mm-hmm. Um, Even closer than that, you, I'm sure you're more sensitive and aware of your tone, the way you communicate, the way absolutely. you, the way you express yourself. Absolutely. You know like I said, I, I even, you. Um, go ahead, my bad. Go I, ahead. I even think about like um, what she's exposed to, like what she watches on TV. Like I don't let her watch certain things on television. Um, like I'm very aware of, of what I allow to come into her experience, mm. and I'm, I'm actually protective of her image, right? I got a, I got some some good wisdom from one of my uh, fraternity brothers. I used to post pictures of her a little bit, a lot more frequently on social media, uh, and even like in like a, a certain chat groups that he was a part of. And he was like, "All right, you know, he's pulled me to the sound like, do you know everybody in here? Mm. You know them." And I was like, it's like, you gotta, you know, your job is to protect and love this little one. And like, just be thoughtful about that. And from that point on, mm-hmm. I stopped posting everything, everywhere. That, that's real talk. I, you know and I appreciate you for that. Cause even y'all remember when, when, when the girls were little, you know, and y'all know this cause y'all, y'all family, my daughters hug and run to whoever they feel is daddy's homeboy. You know what I'm saying? So after a time, I was just like, yo, you can't run and get hugs from every dude. You know what I mean? You can't do that. Or or if, not even saying y'all, but y'all family, y'all different. But if we was all sitting down and they were three or four or five, now nah, you can't run 
to John and Rashim and Keltrick's lap and just sit on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. You, and like you said, as you get older, you become aware because y'all family, y'all straight. I trust y'all with my life. But as life goes on, it's like, all right, well, keep away. Just say hello. Shake hands. You ain't got a hug. Sam has got to be that way. And even though sometimes that used to hurt them because they would be like, but daddy, that's your friend. Your friend is my friend. And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, see, I, I think, I think Neil, this speaks to the definition of friendship, right? They're not your friend if you got to think like that about your kid. Like, I know who I would say my friends are. I know no. who I would say I'm cool with. I know who I would say my associates. And I know who, how to say those are just dudes that I know. I got you. Like, they all different levels. Yeah. And just because I got your number don't mean you my you my boy. Don't mm -hmm. mean you my friend. You may just be a home dude. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, it's, hey, what's up? That's it. But like yeah. for y'all, like y'all held my baby. Yeah, yeah. Y'all spend the night at my house. Like it's that's that's totally different. To your point, I mean, I'll trust y'all in my life. Rasheen, even at my wedding, man, that the best man moment we had in the back when everybody was out, like, you know, that's that's love. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do know what the relationship is. Some people, you can't, you can't stay in my house. Mm. Can't see my like, my wife might not even know who you are, or from afar. But you just you can't get that close. And I think when you have kids, in my opinion, you got to just be protective of who who's in their atmosphere, just as you mm -hmm. do for yourself. And then even when you said your last point, John, and we got to wrap this up. When you talked about when you talking about emotions and crying, I think it's sometimes even as we get older in life, it's who we can relate to on that particular level. Cause y'all know me for 20 years. I don't think Roz ever, well, Roz seen me cry once. Me and Kelchick, you know how we get down. I get emotional. I'm going through the, see John, you ain't never seen me cry. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's like, and it's not that I don't trust you, but I just know it's like certain ways. I know John, if I, I was to cry in front of you, if I was to cry in front of you, John, you'd probably be like, what the hell is going on? There's something very, very serious going on. <laughs> you wouldn't be shocked if I did, if I cried. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if you cried. I would, I would be very shocked if Rock cried about something. I mean, there's, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with crying. I'm saying <laughs> right. that clearly says that there's a problem that needs to be addressed or whatever the case is. So if y'all ever feel like crying, by all means, you can cry in front of me. So once we're done crying, <laughs> once yeah, we've done that. Perfect way to put the cap on the night, John. That was perfect. <laughs> all right, well, it's been fun. That was Part one, part two, Chuck Joy, man. Yo, we got to do a part two because a lot of people hear us talk about um, black fatherhood. Mm. So maybe the next. I'm right saying this, this episode should be like split into two episodes. I mean, we don't want to put all out there together. We need to do a separate session solely on black fatherhood. I'm with that. A lot of people have hit us up with feedback. One next week. Black fatherhood thoughts. Right, right, right. I'm with that. Next week, that's what we're going to tackle. But yeah, episode four in the can for uh, everybody. Y'all will say Episode people. three. Episode three. Episode three. three. Episode Number three. one is a ghost episode. There you go. Yeah, so, yeah. and we out. Well, hey, right. what, hey, hold on. What, what can they find us on? There you go. Straight, no chaser with an eight. Straight with an eight. No chaser. Anchor. Spotify. YouTube. YouTube. Proud <laughs> that. Check them out. Google it. And you will see us on Facebook, Instagram, see all me. of the above. So, yeah, subscribe, like it, tell your friends about it, all of that good stuff. And, yeah, all right, y'all got some, like, final words or something? I don't know. 
That's it. Ain't nothing else. Love y'all, man. Word up. Check out, check out the Black Rabisi too. That's a great book. Oh, mm. yeah. No doubt. yeah, yeah. Check out Black Rabisi right here off the chain. No doubt. I'm playing all my boys. All right, y'all. Peace, baby. All right. That's it. Straight, straight, no chaser. No chaser.